1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: Golden State Warriors did everything they had to do in game two, and Draymond Green is the reason that they have evened up the NBA Finals at one apiece. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty with you Today, what is up? What's up, big fella? Good weekend for me. How about yours? It was a disaster. We'll get to that later (laughs) on the show. (laughs) With (laughs) no hesitation. None none whatsoever. It it was a complete waste of a Sunday, and I will fill you in on that a little bit later on. Other than the NBA Finals Plus, we'll also get to one team that lost a game yesterday that could cost them a championship, and I'm not talking about the Celtics and what the what the heck is going on in trying to stop the New York Yankees? Good luck with all that. But, as you would imagine, we roll in only one place. Here we go! go, go.
1: Only one place to start.
0: 107-88
2: win. Warriors over Boston, to even the series at one. We knew
1: we had to come out and play with force on the defensive end. 15 steals is indicative of that. I thought our whole team was physical and intense. We did a good job of uh, trying to make things difficult for them.
0: They did that, and to me, it was all about the tone that was set by Draymond Green early in this game. And I know that today there are a lot of people in Boston that are pretty ticked off that he did not get ejected from the game when there was the opportunity to do that. But, Chris, I I had absolutely no problem with what went down. He was somebody in that game that completely took the Celtics out of what they were doing early he was chirping all game long he did get some latitude there is no getting around that because the officials don't want to kick out a premier player out of a finals game but i had absolutely no problem with that and to me he's the biggest reason why they went and won that game yesterday yeah there's
2: no question about it draymond was the emotional leader but also what he did on the defensive end to robert williams and al horford i think has gone a little bit understated when we start breaking down exactly how the warriors got a 30 point blowout in game two I mean, if you just look at the production from Robert Williams and Al Horford in Game 1 of this series, the two of those guys combined for 34 points and 12 boards. In Game 2 last night, 4 points, 10 rebounds. They were non-factors, and a lot of that was Draymond Green. If you go back and look at the one opportunity that Al Horford had in the post, deep in the paint, against Steph Curry. Steph Curry, of all people guarding him, he decides that he wants to try a dribble handoff or just try to dump it into one of his teammates? (laughs) I I don't understand that. You're you're a big man going up against the worst defender that Golden State has on the court, and you can't find a way to take advantage of that four feet away from the basket. But again, that is because Draymond Green has gotten under their skin. He's gotten into those guys' heads. And when Draymond is rolling like that, when the refs allow him to play with that kind of edge, it's going to be hard for those guys to have productive nights. And we saw the difference between a Boston Celtics offense when Al Horford is rolling versus the Boston Celtics when he's struggling.
0: Let's get to Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and that belongs to Draymond Green. Here he is on Sports Center on the fact that he was not ejected in the game.
2: This is the NBA Finals, and um, you know, I, like I said, I wear my badge of honor. It's not that I'm saying they necessarily treat me different. I've earned differential treatment, and I enjoy that. I embrace that, but I'm never going to let someone stand over me. I'm a man first. My kids are in the stands. I don't. I don't play by like those type of games, and so. Whatever happens at that point happens.
0: Now, that was a dumb comment. And the reason why is not just talking about, I'm a man, I'm going to let my kids do this, blah, blah, blah. Get it. I understand. Don't sit there and say, I have earned to be treated differently than other players. No, let's be clear. Draymond was treated differently because he is an elite defensive player mm-hmm. and because they didn't want to kick out a guy who already had one technical, so he's going to give them a little more leeway. Had that been Jordan Poole or somebody else, they absolutely would have been kicked out of the game. It's not about yeah, that earning was, this. if
2: that was Kevon Looney, he would have been out of the Adios. game.
0: Adios. Yeah. No, no question. It's not about earning it in that spot. It is about who you are, and not wanting to take you out of the game. But it's not like you have, with incredible play, earned this benefit of the doubt from the officials. It's just not wanting to take him out. And what makes that comment even dumber to me from Draymond is now for the next three days, the officials are going to hear all about how they didn't kick him out of the game, and now it's going to be even more difficult for him, even though he played it beautifully through the course of the game yesterday. Well,
2: Well, well, Carlin, we can start with the fact that it's preferential treatment, not differential treatment, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can start with just – I mean, Draymond, you don't have uh, to You use, went to UVA. You you, yeah. Well, here's my thing, Draymond. <laughs> we don't have to use big words. You can just say I've earned the right to be treated differently than everybody else, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I don't see it that way, especially in the NBA Finals. And then we're talking about that kind of play on Jalen Brown, who was a guy that was a shade away from being third-team All-NBA. So I mean, I, I mean, you we think start- he should have been tossed? I absolutely think Draymond should have been tossed oh, in that situation. I, so. I disagree with JVG. I disagree with Mark Jackson. And if you're siding with those guys, then I'm gonna disagree with you too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Dray, I think Draymond Green should have been tossed. He knew exactly what he was doing with Jalen Brown. It wasn't like it was a natural movement. Draymond Green, when he fell, decided he wanted to put his legs.
0: Up and around the head and neck area, Jalen Brown. Well, I didn't swing him around and get on his head and neck. They, he just happened to fall to the ground. No, no, and he it was no, in no. the area. With, with
2: Draymond Green, did he just so happen to do anything? Did he just so happen to kick LeBron but James this, in the groin in the finals no. way back when? But no, the, nothing that Draymond Green that. does is just so happens like that. No, Draymond is very intentional about the things that he yes, does. Yes, he's maybe, a master. Maybe he's better at hiding it than a lot of other players around the NBA, but there's no way that you can tell me that in that situation, he wasn't trying to agitate Jalen Brown. Of course he was. All I'm simply saying is when the officials are getting worked, the way that they got worked last night by Draymond Green, the way that he was chirping in Tony Brothers' ear, when you have an opportunity to get control of the game and to send a message to the rest of the players on the court – you absolutely do it in that situation. I felt like the refs missed an opportunity right
0: there. Well, it's Cantia Carlin in for Greeny this morning on ESPN Radio. And that brings us to some interesting discussion this morning on Get Up. And it started with Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA reporter, on Jason Tatum's role in this
3: and why maybe the Celtics played this all wrong. Well, the thing about it is is that... I think Jason Tatum's got to do some film study here. you got two of the most cerebral players I've ever covered sitting on the set with you. Jason Tatum has got to let Jalen Brown go here. Let Jalen Brown get the double technical. Do not pull him away. He's making an instinct to protect his teammate. you got to realize that that Draymond has has a tech. And the thing about the NBA, this isn't a published rule. Guys like Draymond Green, Luka Doncic, Rasheed Wallace back in his day, the threshold for them getting their first technical is very low. The referees almost come out halfway to with tech on those players but the threshold for their second technical is very high and it is extraordinarily high in a playoff setting nobody's more aware of it than guys who are used to playing a majority of their games with one technical sitting on the books so when Draymond gets his first tech which you know will happen again in this series all hands on deck to bait him into the second tech play his game back at him Look, no, here's the thing
2: I don't get about that. There's a sliding scale when it comes to technical fouls. So if Draymond Green didn't have a technical before that Jalen Brown three-point Oh, he shot, would have been teed up there. He would have been teed. So, so we're going to move the goalpost when it comes to how we issue texts. That's absolutely Even ridiculous. Even Steve Javvy
0: admitted it during the game that he would have done the but same Steve thing as was But it. he
2: said it's opinion. It's not based on the rule book. I think it's ridiculous. And listen, if Draymond Green wants to allow the NBA Finals to turn, like that Finals in 2016 turn when they play the Cavs because of a stupid bonehead play then so be it that's on Draymond Green that's not on Zach Zarba
0: that's not on Tony Brothers it's not on the refs
2: so I completely disagree with
0: that well Wendy wasn't the only one who thought that's exactly what the Celtics did uh, should have done oh no, well, no if- I agree with that part of it now. yeah
2: no I agree with yeah. that part no they, they absolutely, absolutely
0: like if Draymond
2: Green has got the battery in his back if he's wound up then Jason Tatum has got yeah. to let Jalen Brown go. Marcus Smart, don't get in the middle of it. It's not like you're worried about Draymond Green getting up and punching Jalen Brown in the face. Guys in the NBA don't fight. This ain't hockey. This ain't baseball. Hell, it ain't football. Those guys don't do that. So your your teammate is not in any jeopardy. Go ahead and let that happen because if the double technical is issued, that Draymond is tossed – and now, all of a sudden, the guys on your front line, Al Horford, Robert Williams, they can be more effective because the best defender for Golden State is out of the game. Well, it's
0: a terrific point. The other guy who thought it this morning on Get Up was C.J. McCollum, who's working for ESPN as an NBA analyst. Well-dressed, by the way, C.J. Oh, McCollum. Looks good. The Nine, double-breasted suit. Ooh. Oh, sharp as tack.
3: Man, good. Here he is on this very topic. You're right, and I think that's where – Youth comes into play. So he should have let him go. He should have let Jalen Brown go. You let Jalen Brown get the technical or Grant Williams comes into the game and when you're having those altercations with the pushing, you escalate a little bit more understanding that you can get technical. You're you're eliminating the heart and soul of the Warriors team. Obviously, Steph is the universe, Mm -hmm. but Draymond is the sun at times, right? He initiates the offense. He rebounds. He's the energy. He's the defender. He's the one that's all over the court kind of manipulating. You see the Warriors' offense without him when he was hurt this season. It was Mm -hmm. completely different. If Draymond gets ejected out of this game, Boston wins going away, and now they end up going back home up 2-0. But I think – Moral of the story is Tatum didn't want Jalen getting involved, but in this instance, if this was Dame and I, I would have said one of, us, one of us has to take this technical if he gets in our face because really? there's a chance that he gets thrown out and there's a chance that I just get a technical, so who cares?
0: Exactly. And uh, listen, I wouldn't have even thought of it at the moment. I think most fans wouldn't have even thought of it at the moment, but it, it absolutely makes all the sense in the world. But even so, Draymond was smart enough to know exactly what he's doing, and I think he knew where his leeway was going to be last night. Can you push the envelope further if you're the Celtics? Absolutely. But I had no problem with him not getting ejected. We've got so much more to get to on this very topic. We want to hear from you. In just moments at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776 Big fella, we didn't even talk about why the Celtics actually lost the game. Exactly. We didn't even talk about that. Well, I think Dreamon was a huge part of it, but we'll, we'll get to more reasons why that happened and that ugly, ugly third quarter that the Celtics had and the great third quarter that Golden State had. It's all coming. We want to hear from you, though. Should he have gotten tossed from the game? 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty and Carlin in for a greenie. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Analytics say that maybe we should... Be concerned about the Celtics after yesterday. At least one of their stars will explain in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio.
4: Greeny, the podcast. macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Lakers may have made a mistake in hiring
0: their coach a little too quick. We're going to get to that later. We will also Get into the real reason why the Celtics did lose the game Mm. yesterday in just a moment. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan. Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Let's get to some calls because we've got him right out of the gate, as you would expect, off of Draymond and whether or not he should have been ejected from the game last night. So let's hit him at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to Start with Ramsey up first on Greeny on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin. What's up, Ramsey? Yeah, Talk Wireless, no contract. That's me. Ten seconds ago. What do you got, Ramsey? Uh, hello. Hi. Yeah. What's up?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we we made a point. Oh, you guys were making a point earlier. And thank you. I'm, I'm glad I got through. I, I appreciate your show. Um, you do an excellent job. I'm a, a longtime Warriors fan from the Mitch Richmond and uh, Chris Mullen days. But Draymond is who Draymond is, and it's of no surprise. Whether it's Draymond, it's Patrick Beverly, it doesn't matter who it is. He, he doesn't discriminate. He engaged everybody. Now, on that second play, I don't feel he should have been ejected either because, again, it, there's also a disrespect. Being a ball player, you're not going to stand over me and look down at me in the middle of a game with thousands of people. He said his kids were in the stands. There's certain things you just don't allow. We can chirp, we can talk, we can smack talk all day. But you're not going to do anything that's going to be borderline disrespectful. And you're allowed to defend yourself.
2: Well, let me ask you this question because Draymond was the one that initiated that altercation. He's the one that swung his legs on top of Jalen Brown's head. And then when Jalen Brown moved his legs off of his head – Draymond pushes the guy in the back. So, at what point does Jalen Brown say, I'm a man before anything else, and I got to take it upon myself to defend myself? I get that you're coming at it from the Draymond angle, but what about Jalen Brown in all of this?
1: I, You know what, Jalen? I mean, that's a point. He, he did fall. I mean, listen. Also, let's look at it, too. Draymond is not the most a uh, graceful individual. So you've seen guys... No, 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 yeah, no. Come no, on, no, man. No, How are we no, going to no, give Draymond Green the benefit of the doubt? No, he Ramsey. No, Ramsey. No,
0: hey, man. Ramsey, Listen, you know what? You, you, know, that. That, you, you can that. talk about the non-graceful thing. Thanks for the call. Lose me with The problem is Draymond knows exactly what he is yeah. doing when he is not graceful. Yeah. He uses that to his advantage in every way possible. There's
2: no way you can convince me that it was incidental contact with Draymond Green putting his leg on Jalen no. Brown's neck and head. No, There's he knew no what he way. was
0: doing, but I don't think he should have been ejected because that needed to rise to another level. But big fella, you lose me with that because you said if Draymond didn't have a technical before that play,
2: then you would have gave him a T. Chris, I, help me understand it. You know, help, help me understand Chris, what a technical foul it,
0: is and isn't. Getting. I don't losing get it. a player like Draymond Green in that moment and ejecting him from the game. To me, if you're a good official, you're going to give it a little more leeway. You're not going to take that player off the floor unless it's a little more egregious than that. I had absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. Listen, if you want to say that Draymond could continue to push that, and he he needs to push it uh, a little—he had pushed it too far at that point— I get it, I just don't think it would have been worth it because we'd be sitting here today screaming and yelling about the fact that Draymond got ejected for something that he probably should have got ejected for.
2: Well, we'll see how far the preferential treatment goes the rest of the series because if Draymond continues oh, to do be what any. he did in game two, Draymond's going to get ejected. And, well, one I of the th- and
0: I think also by saying after the game I deserve preferential treatment, that's going to work 100% against him in game three.
2: No question about it, but we're skipping over the real reason why the Celtics lost that game. The real
0: reason why the Celtics lost that game—it's why they lost games in the in the Heat series.
2: It's the turnovers. Yep, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like in the Heat series, they had the game where they turned it over 24 times.
0: 18. I mean, last night,
2: last night, 19. 19 19 turnovers that led to 33 Golden State Warriors points, and you saw seven turnovers in the first quarter that led to 13 points. And Ime Adoka said it when they asked him about it going into the second quarter. He said, we got to cut down on the turnovers. We're giving them everything. We're giving them opportunities to get out in transition, to get open looks, not to set up our defense in the half court, which is the strong suit of the Boston Celtics. They gave them those opportunities. Now, I'm not going to say – that the ball pressure in the defense from Golden State didn't play a role in that. All I'm simply saying is the carelessness yep. with which Boston turned the ball over yesterday was absolutely egregious. There were a couple by Marcus Smart that were absolute head scratchers. Like there was one where he was trying to lead Jason Tatum on a bounce pass to get him a bunny at the rim, and Tatum just completely stopped. I, I, it was miscommunication, I, I, I mean, that to me had nothing to do with the defense of the Golden State Warriors. No. And there were several turnovers – like that in that game early on. And that's the problem when you face a team like Golden State because if you keep giving them opportunities, you can see what we saw at the end of the third quarter when they went on a 19-2 run
0: capped by a 40-foot three-pointer by Jordan Poole. And Chris, listen. We can't sit here and last series against the Heat say that the only reason that the Heat won a game or two was because the Celtics were sloppy with the ball and then turn around now? and credit the Golden State defense for forcing that. That would be completely hypocritical, and there's no doubt. It does surprise me to see a team like the Celtics in the finals as careless with the basketball as they can be at times. Just inconsistently so. It's almost like they are consistently careless every couple of games. (laughs) And that has to be maddening for Ime Adoka to see that because there was – Let's call it what it was. You take care of the ball last night. There's a golden opportunity there for you to really put your foot on the throat and make them feel it a little bit. But that wasn't the case, and that's not a team that you can do that against.
2: Well, anytime you start talking about championship ball, no matter what sport, Carlin, and one of the things that players preach and coaches emphasize is making the other team earn everything that they get. And you can't make that case for the way that the Boston Celtics played last night. And so it is a bit of a head-scratcher. This is one of those characteristics that define this team, but it hasn't necessarily gotten in their way because they are representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. The one thing I will absolutely say, though, is if you're Boston – you don't have the same margin for error against the Golden State Warriors that you did against the Miami Heat. So this is something that you gotta figure out. I'll also attribute it to Boston not necessarily having a true point guard in their starting lineup. I love Marcus Smart. I love what he's done, how he's transformed his offensive game in order to help Jason Brown Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown coexist. But you can see a difference when Derek White comes on the court. Yeah. Derek White is more of a, he's true, more of a pure point he's guard. He's a, not pure, a, he's a backup. He's a backup. He's right. a backup, but he's more of a pure point guard than Marcus Smart is. I'm not going to say that Derek White is a better player than Marcus Smart because that would be a bridge too far, but you can see that the offense has a little bit more structure and operates a little smoother when Derek White is on the court, at least over the last couple of series, and that's because Derek White is more of a real point guard.
0: Jason is up next on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. What's up, Jason. What's up, guys?
1: I uh, love the content this morning. Um, I I have to side with the side of Draymond should have got ejected. I don't think that we need to in today's time when we're talking about – I mean, just just hear me out. We're talking about equal justice all the way around socially and in real, real life as well as on, the, on the playing field and on the court. How can we sit here and say Draymond – uh, uh, he did an action that another player would have gotten ejected for. But because he's Draymond, well, because he's Draymond, he needs to keep his cool collectively, or he's going to put his team in a bad position. No, because, and no, no no, 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 no,
0: two things. Number one, and thanks for the call, don't equate this to anything socially injustice yeah. in the country. <laughs> and, and number two, Draymond knew exactly what he was doing. This is what makes him that. And when you hear Jeff Van Gundy and those guys talk about well, Draymond needs to be on the edge to be this kind of player in the league. Yeah, he does. That's not the reason he should stay in the game. It's because he is a star-level player with what he does, and you do need to be a little bit more careful as an official before you eject that player. It's got to be a little more egregious than what happened. I hear where you're coming from,
2: big fella, but the one thing I'll say is as a former player, I just want the referees to show me what kind of game this is going to be, show me what the standard you is want for personal fouls, show me what the standard is for technical fouls, and then be consistent in that regard throughout. And all we're simply saying is, had Draymond Green not had a technical, that would have been a double technical. So I don't understand the inconsistency in terms of what guys can expect as we move through this series. I don't need you to continue to move the goalposts. It shouldn't be a sliding scale when it comes to what's a technical foul, whether you have a T or whether you don't have a T at that point in the game. That part about it, I disagree with Steve Javi, J V G and
0: mm. Mark Jackson on. That's wrong. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny. Here's Scott up next on ESPN radio. Scott, what's going on, bud? How are you?
1: Yeah, what's up, guys? I mean, you guys both touched
2: on good points, but like I I have to agree. Finally, as a fan, I like the discretion of the referees, and I think, Canty, that's what's uh, that being dismissed right now, that
0: sometimes I understand, listen, there's things that have to be handled, and everything doesn't have to be the letter of the law. And sometimes I realize in the game you want to see the best players, and I think the
2: referees got together, and they realized it wasn't that egregious, play on. This is the playoffs. Things are going to happen. You don't have to keep handing out texts like candy and lollipops. So the fact is, I like the way that the referees handle it. And like I said, and let it play out. And, and Scott, the, here's the, the other thing.
0: On. Here's the other thing. You said letter of the law. Thanks for the call. Like, there's not a letter to the law aspect of this because there's not a, an action that Draymond specifically did that should get him tossed. Like, he pushed I, him in the back. I, he pushed him in the back on the ground. It was a little shove. Yeah, that's, I don't an, think that, that's an altercation. Mm, I, see, here's the thing. I think there are things that you have to go by letter of the law. This is still subjective. I hear where you're coming from,
2: but let, let's start about this. It wasn't a natural movement with Draymond Green putting his legs on Jalen Brown's head. Can we agree on that? It wasn't a natural movement. No, no. it wasn't a natural movement. Draymond, Draymond has a
0: way of making the awkward look like his natural okay, movement. Okay, okay.
2: Draymond <laughs> Green then subsequently pushes Jalen Brown in the back while he's on the ground. And is chirping at him. Which leads to Jalen Brown standing over Draymond Green. You can see the escalation in the series of events in that one play.
0: And then it went away because everybody pulled him away. Like that, if it got further, I, I, you know. If it got further than it did, I could have seen it. But that that was already enough for for it to be a technical foul. If we're
2: talking about a regular season game, the referees don't even hesitate. They don't hesitate. Matter of fact, if we're talking about a game that's not in the NBA finals, the referees don't hesitate. But because it's this stage, Zach Zarba, Tony Brothers, they didn't want to be the ones to decide the outcome of this game and potentially turn the tide in the series. Because guess what? If Golden State goes to Boston down 0-2, this series is, in effect, over. It's
0: over. They didn't want to be the ones to make that call. Did the Lakers make a huge mistake? That in 30 seconds. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is here for you and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with 24 7 support, experienced staff, and curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard to find items. Plus, Granger's commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 1 800 Granger, click granger.com, or just stop by Quinn Snyder stepped down yesterday as the head coach of the Utah Jazz in case you missed it and there was talk a few weeks back when the Lakers were still pursuing a head coach and they were going through the second interview with Terry Stotts before they hired Darvin Ham Chris I I have to tell you if there was an opportunity to hire Quinn Snyder I probably would have waited if I were the Lakers, but does this actually say more about Quinn Snyder's lack of interest in being the Lakers head coach? The fact that he waited until after they had a new head coach in place before he actually stepped down, because we are several weeks now after the Utah Jazz season ended.
2: Quinn Snyder didn't want the Lakers job. And if I'm him,
0: I don't blame
2: him because he's gonna have options. He's made the postseason six straight years, and he's got a coach of the year on his resume. If you're Quinn Snyder, why would you be interested in the dysfunction that is Genie Bus, the Ramby, Phil Jackson, and Rob Palenka? Not to mention LeBron James and Clutch Sports Isn't and what they end a, up doing.
0: And that's just a major red flag. Major, yeah, if you're major, a coach that has options,
2: you're not going to go that direction. Wow. That's why the Lakers...
0: Think about what you just said. If you're a coach that has options, you're not going to go be the Lakers coach. That's what they've let this become. A thousand percent.
2: I yep. mean, think about it. Think about the coaches that were finalists. Darvin Ham, who's never been a head coach in the NBA. Terry Stotts, who got bounced from the Portland Trail Blazers a couple of years back. These are guys that are trying to get head coaching opportunities, and at that point, Bakers can't be choosers, but if you're Quinn Snyder, all you have to do is wait this thing out. Over the next couple of years, you're going to have your pick of solid jobs around the NBA. A lot better footing than what the Los Angeles Lakers are bringing to the table. All right,
0: so where does Quinn Snyder end up? Is it, first of all, does it, is Quinn Snyder coaching in the NBA next year? Does somebody look at their situation right now, <clears throat> the Knicks, Sixers uh, and say, you know, Quinn Snyder is a better coach than what we have and may get us to the next level. And if you're the Knicks and you hear that Donovan Mitchell all of a sudden is very uneasy, according to Woj, with that whole situation out in Utah, Quinn Snyder going to help us get Donovan Mitchell here?
2: You know what? I've never heard Donovan Mitchell come out and start caping for Quinn Snyder and saying, I absolutely have to have this guy as my head coach. I don't know that Donovan Mitchell is in love with Quinn Snyder as a head coach.
0: I don't. No, but I I do think Donovan Mitchell wants to be somewhere else, and specifically I think he wants to be in New York.
2: Yeah. I think
0: there's the potential for that to happen. I do
2: think that there could be opportunities, and I use plural for a reason when it comes to the New York market because I know a lot of people will look at the Knicks and they'll look at Tibbs but you also got to look across the East River and see what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Because Steve Nash ain't on the best of terms with that organization, and they've fallen far short of the goal that
0: they had in mind when they got KD and Kyrie. Now, Quinn Snyder is not God's gift to coaching. I mean, he has been to the no, playoffs no, six years in a row, no. but they've never gone anywhere close to the finals, yeah. and they really haven't had uh, that kind of an opportunity. And – they started winning when they got players, yeah. and that's no coincidence. But if you were one of those teams, you're the Sixers, you're the Nets, you're the Knicks, are you moving on from the coach you have right now for Quinn Snyder, or is he just in the kind of waiting and off to the See, side? I don't,
2: I don't know. And here's why I'll say I don't know. It's kind of a cop-out, but the two best players for the Utah Jazz don't get along. That's Rudy Gobert Mm -hmm. and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it can go back a couple of years where Gobert gave Donovan Mitchell COVID. COVID, yeah. You know what I mean? So they don't get along. So it's hard for a head coach to have his team in position to do high-level winning when you have that kind of dissension in your locker room. Now, that being said, I don't view Quinn Snyder as the coach that's going to take your team to the promised land. This guy ain't Pat Riley. I don't look at him as an Eric Spoelstra type. I think he's more in the line of Tom Thibodeau. He's a guy that can establish your program, get you on solid footing, get you some credibility in NBA circles, and have you consistently in the postseason. I don't know that he's going to ha- be the coach to be the difference when you're going up against some of the better coaches in the Eastern Conference, like Eric Spoelstra, when you're going up against Budenholzer, when you're going up against Nick Nurse. And so that would be the question if I'm making that move, if I have an incumbent like Doc Rivers, is it worth it for me if I'm the Sixers to eat the $24 million on Doc's
0: contract to turn around and pay Quinn Snyder, what, $10 million a year? This is the very essence of why the Sixers did not want to fire Doc based on the money. If they had gotten him to walk and take another job, the Lakers or whoever, yeah. great. But they, you don't want to pay Doc $24 million and be questioning what the upgrade is. You better have a definitive upgrade. Yeah. In that coach. And I and Quinn I, Snyder's not that. No, he's Quinn not. Quinn Snyder's not that. I like him as a coach, but I don't think he is that right now. I don't think you can Yeah, I completely that. agree with it, but that's not going to stop him from being a hot commodity when we have more vacancies next summer. Dealing with a dead battery? We'll head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need... Of a fresh charge, and if you do not, if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help you with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on your smart speaker. Up next, one team continued to roll this weekend and had a great weekend. Somebody else had a disaster of the weekend. I'll give you a little hint. That was me. Canty Carlin, (laughs) next, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
4: With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: That's driven deep to right field. There it goes. See ya,
0: a leadoff home run. Aaron Judge, number 21, in the Yankees lead one nothing. Absolutely ridiculous. The season that he is having, the season that the Yankees starting pitching is having, is just amazing. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Nature Valley has helped restore access to 10,000 miles of national park trails and counting because everyone deserves to experience what's out there, like your kids, their kids. Even their kids' kids. So head over to your local park trail to see for yourself. Nature Valley. Life happens out there. Chris Canty is a massive New York Yankees fan. That's right. Major character flaw. And... Uh, I, I mean, how is that a major character flaw? I'm from the Bronx. I know. I'm from
2: Co-op City. I understand. How, how could I root for the other team in town? I wouldn't expect you to. It's
0: exactly. Just, how is that a character flaw? Well, because I'm not f- one of these obnoxious Yankees fans no, you're talking not. about 27 championships. I don't do that. See, I just think by definition, though, anybody you know, in your age range is a front-runner. But you wow. are from the Bronx, so I have to at least acknowledge that. But that aside... They are having a ridiculous season right now. And I don't know what's more amazing. We have spoken about Aaron Judge quite a bit, but the Yankees starting pitching, Severino, Montgomery, this entire crew beyond Garrett Cole is having a phenomenal season. They, I can't get over, Jamison Tyone hasn't given up three runs in a start all year. It's been remarkable and that Looked like it was going to be a major concern for this team coming into the season. Well, it
2: always is for a Brian Cashman-led team, right? Because he doesn't know pitching. He doesn't know pitching. <laughs> but it seems like he's got to figure it figured out with this staff. And you didn't even mention the ace of the staff. And I'm not talking about Gary yeah. Cole. Nestor. I'm talking about nasty Nestor Cortez. Yep. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's pitching to a one ERA. He's been unbelievable. And the team is 8-2 in Cortez's starts. So, I mean, he's been phenomenal. And then, of course, Luis Severino has been great too. The team is also 8-2 in his starts. The thing I like about Severino is if you look at the last four games that he started, you're talking about him pitching into the seventh inning or later, and that's a good sign for Yankees fans for him to be built up. You saw the 10-strikeout performance against the Tigers this weekend. He's trending in the right direction. He's going to be a guy that you're going to need to make postseason starts, and you want him to have absolute filthy stuff. That that slider that he gave yeah. Miguel Cabrera this weekend, I mean, Mickey was looking at it, he said, he didn't know what to do with it. No. It's an unbelievable pitch right there on the inside corner. I, I mean, phenomenal stuff, but that's when Severino is rolling. And we saw that early on in his career. Like, this guy has got really, really good stuff, and the the characteristic, the trait that you loved about him is, as he got deeper into games, it seemed like he got stronger. So – He's getting back to that form that we saw around that 2017, 2018, um, those those two seasons. But overall, I mean, you got to be pleased with the way that the Yankees are starting. They're 39-15. and 15. It's the best start by any team through the first third of the season yep. since 20, what, 2001, the mm-hmm. Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. So in 21 years. So it's phenomenal. As a Yankees fan, I'm excited about it. Um, I also recognize that this team has got to get their wins when they
0: can get them. Admittedly, I did not get a chance to see a lot of the game yesterday because – what a debacle. You know, I, yesterday Uh-oh. morning, did you ever have that weird kind of pressure of like, God, it's a gorgeous day. I got to go out and do something. So yes. I, I, I get in the car, and I normally keep golf clubs in the car. So I'm going to go out to the muni- municipal course. I'm going to go play. But I, I couldn't get on there, so I go to another place 45 minutes away. Drive out there, left the golf clubs in the garage how do you leave the golf club because the, the whole day before, point was to go play golf the day before i had taken them out of the car so i could go and do the grocery shopping okay. which is a whole nother thing uh, but then yesterday so all right well i'm not going to be able to go play golf i drove 45 minutes i drove 45 minutes back wife had the to-do list mm-hmm. can you go to uh, select uh, home store shall we say and pick up x y and z I order it online. I'll pick it up in one of the little lockers in front. They'll be in good shape. No problem. Order canceled. I go there to pick it up. Nowhere to be found. I go trying to find it throughout the 100 different aisles in this place. I can't find anything all day long. Long story short, four and a half hours, and I still don't even know what I did yesterday. Four and a half hours Just gone. of going to 10 different stores and getting absolutely no help. Gone. Day. Shot to hell.
2: You just burned your weekend. Yes. And you still didn't accomplish what you set out to get done. Nothing.
0: Nothing at all. Do you have any idea how frustrating that that is? That's
2: disappointing. That's very disappointing. It's not even
0: disappointing. It's just stupid. But that's what I deserve, I guess. Golf is great. Thanks
1: for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio and see it with the video on ESPN plus also catch greedy on get up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.